to listeners all over the world. You're listening to Movies in 4K, and I am one of your hosts, Bill Shetty. I'm the other one, Lady Phantom. And you have found another bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, we love our listeners. We like to do what they say. <laughs> that is true. Now, this is the second of three movies this gentleman wanted us to review from the 80s, Lady Phantom. First, we did Beverly Hills Cop. Now, we are doing a little creature flick. Indeed. And I think Mr. Tony Smith, who requested this, has a Judge Reinhold fascination. <laughs> <laughs> Because he has a bit role in this. Are you ready, Phantom? Ready. Let's get this underway. Covering Gremlins, a PG, not 13 film, just regular PG, runs for an hour and 46 minutes and is listed in three whopping genres, comedy, fantasy, horror. I agree with that. Yeah, you know, I never really considered this a horror movie in my teenage years. Mm -mm, No. But I do see the influence. It has, let's say it's, as they say, horror adjacent. Because, I mean, it does have a few creepy things here and there that are actually very creepy, but they are just like sprinkled throughout. What I could say is this would be a good movie to get a preteen if you want to get them into horror, maybe. Yeah, this maybe. has some mild notes in here. Yeah. I this mean, was... they don't go in and show anything, really. But uh-huh. the premise is scary in a way. Yeah. And I could see a preteen being scared at times. I never was. Maybe. I was 13 when I seen this. Yeah, I was 10. I I actually read that this inspired the people that do those things to create the PG-13 category with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Because it's like not... Uh, let's say cool enough for a PG, but not hard enough for an R. So this is one of the movies that inspired that. All right. Directed by Joe Dante, which is who? Lady Joe Dante. <laughs> oh, no, that name uh, sounds so familiar. Written by Chris Columbus again. Christopher Columbus doing his thing again. Which yeah. is who? The guy that directed Home Alone and the first two Harry Potters. Okay, and name just a couple of the lead stars, Lady Phantom. Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Hoyt Axton, and other people. You must mention Corey Feldman at a very yeah, Corey young Feldman. age. Mm-hmm. And you probably don't know this woman, but Polly Holiday. Uh, the she woman, was the yeah. Wicked Witch. 
character. She played in Alice, a TV show that was super popular here back in the late 70s. Okay, and her... Kiss my grits, she used to always say. Yeah, her name is Mrs. Deagle. Okay. Now, Tony wanted us to cover these three movies strictly for the 4K upgrade. I have a feeling he liked all these 80s movies and he wanted to know how good the transfer was and if it's worth it. We will be getting to that. But first, we're covering the story. This movie starts with the father, who is a bum inventor, I want to say. Every invention he makes doesn't work. I don't even know how he can afford to pay his house. Could be a running <laughs> joke in this movie. But every invention he comes up with don't work. It's a running gag throughout this whole movie. Yeah. He is in Chinatown, where I would assume is in New York. He's on a business trip. And he's looking for a gift at Christmas time for his son. And this little Asian boy takes him down into his grandfather's shop where he comes across this mogwai, this pet of sorts, could you call it, Phantom? Well, I don't know if pet, but it's kind of an animal of sorts. But yeah, who knows what it is. He hears it chiming and chirping. And he goes over to it, and he wants to buy it right away from the old man. Well, he states what, Lady Phantom? That Mogwai is not for sale because it requires a high level of responsibility to take care of him. And mention the three things you cannot do with this Mogwai. Well, not him, but when the little boy goes against his back and gives him... Because they need money. uh Uh-huh. And he gives the mugwai to the guy anyway for the money, $200, I think. And he tells him the three major rules, which are he has to keep him away from sunlight specifically, but any bright light hurts him, it might kill it. Then never get him wet under any circumstances and never feed him after midnight. But he doesn't explain why, which is a big thing. Right, and that goes along with the story, and we'll describe each of those things when we come across them while we're analyzing this (laughs) film, if you want to call it that. Oh, we didn't mention this was produced by Steven Spielberg. He is all over this movie. It's like he directed it to me. Yeah. I'm sure he had a heavy hand all over this movie. Yeah, probably. Even with the soundtrack which we'll get into too okay so he gives this to his son for christmas actually the day before christmas yeah, before. because mm-hmm. you know it's a living creature he can't just you know be under the tree like, right, right for hours for all this time yeah and the boy loves it and boy he's 17 ish i would 20 call oh he is 20 they did say it in the movie well they didn't say it i would say he probably in the movie he plays a 17 or 18 year old but he was actually 20 oh well well, i don't care how old his real age was yeah but i would say yeah like 18 19 he was playing yeah okay and let's get up to the first incident we have because you know there's some cute roles in here and then there's a lot of comedy going on with these inventions in the household and stuff like that this is just spewing in 
it just covers what's going to happen with these three things that you're told not to do. Uh-huh. And the first one is a picture. Like the as soon as he receives a mogwai, the mom wants to take a picture of them and it has a flash. And he goes like, bright lights, bright light. Right. And he squints and he acts mm-hmm. afraid and, you know, he doesn't really show hurt, but it does hurt them. Startle him, yeah. Right. So this is when the father goes on, oh, I forgot to tell you these three things you cannot do. Like you said, we have no idea why. It's never told. Hence. Okay. Let's jump up to when he gets water on him. Corey Feldman is there, which is one of his friends, which is bizarre because he's so much younger than yeah, this kid. Yeah, Corey Feldman is what, Almost 11? feels 12? like maybe he babysat him. But they're both into comics together and video games yeah. and stuff like that. So he's up in his room and he shows him the Mogwai. And by accident, Corey Feldman hits a vase full of water on the Mogwai. Yeah, it had uh, brushes, paint brushes or something. And what happens? And Gizmo starts to scream and in they pain. see things in pain. Yeah. And they see that his back is bubbling. And then these little fur balls come flying out of him. And lo and behold, right be- before their eyes, new Mogwai are created. Teeth and all. And these Mogwai are not the cute, cuddly ones. They look like Gizmo, but they are a little menacing. Yeah, they have personalities. They're not soft-spoken. Yeah, they, they have personalities. Right, and I will say the Mogwai does sing at times. This is leading up. Like, it's a really cute little creature. Yeah, I, I, The faces yes. it makes and stuff. And I just got to backtrack. I missed it, Lady Phantom, and you didn't stop me. Read that quick synopsis. Oh my, that's true. A young man inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. Ooh, that was a little tongue twister. I know, right? (laughs) Malevolently malicious monsters. (laughs) Mischievous. 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 There we (laughs) go. Well, you could add malicious in there too. Yeah. And that's what we actually covered here yeah so I mean, far yeah like it's like these little things they remind me a little it's, i mean i don't know i was just thinking and funnily enough we see it later in the movie of snow white and the and the seven dwarfs because they look very similar but they are very different especially the one with the little stripe on his head right he's the leader of the new creators yeah and now talk about malevolent that guy and mischievous and yeah. malicious Because that goes to this third rule. He cuts the cord to the clock. So Billy, his name in the movie, the kid that gets the Uh Mogwai, thinks it's before 12 when it actually isn't and feeds him chicken wings. All the seven or so that was created around the initial. Five or six. Mm -hmm. I think there was six or seven. And his name is Gizmo. The original, the original one, one was yeah. created from And him. he says he doesn't want any chicken, by the way. Which was kind of bizarre because these things are always hungry, it seems Yeah, like. but, you know, but it seemed like, I mean, Gizmo could take very good care of himself. Like, he knew what not to do. So Yes, you could say that. So what happens after midnight and the next morning? 
alien. You get this alien scene where there are eggs with cocoons. slime, uh-huh, like cocoons with slime everywhere. And it's just weird. And we forgot to mention that uh, Billy takes one of the new ones to a science teacher or something. Correct. Uh-huh, who, of course, immediately proceeds to drop a drop of water onto him and he gets a new mugwai. Well, he shows them that. Uh-huh. He wants to know why this is happening. He does that on purpose, Billy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just he is- one from an eyedropper just to create one more. Yeah. So the teacher keeps the new one. And, you know, people. Wants to experiment. Wants to experiment, takes blood out, which is a funny color. And then, because, you know, when you eat a sandwich, you obviously naturally leave it on the table next to the mugwai right right so we have these two scenes happening at the same Uh time the teacher leaves a sandwich that one eats at 2 30 it was yes and the other ones because they cut the clock the wire to the clock it's after 12 so the six or seven other ones get to eat and it's this next morning when billy's off to work actually that the mother is home alone and goes up to Billy's room and they're all in cocoon. She hears noises and stuff like that. Yeah, and she sees smoke coming out of the the room. Right, and you stated it right. Think of Alien, if you've seen the movie Alien, the eggs. It's a similar appearance, actually, just miniature size. Uh Uh-huh, and more, like, the ones in Alien were very well-shaped. You know, they were uh, very, very oval. These are globby. Yeah, they are deformed. They are weird. And the and the one that gets formed in the science lab, it, it actually like it gets all over the cage where the professor well the, right. where the teacher had it him. actually transforms. Yeah. So each one of these are transforming into something else and they're in cocoons to be reborn, so to speak, if you want to call it that. Yeah, to the most evil butterflies ever. Yeah. Okay, and these are the creatures that are called gremlins. Yep. The bad ones. Yeah, they even make a... Well, there's hints here and there throughout the movie, but there's a scene before where a guy doesn't go home on his machine he has some kind of machine a snow plow i think it is and the uh, he mentions that the, the machines have gremlins in them that's the first time that you mention or that you hear that word in the movie so yeah that's what they call them and it's in a reference to world war Two. okay i am skipping some parts here because it's almost useless like the poly holiday role mrs deagle Ugh. like i don't even know why this character was in it maybe for a kill yeah <laughs> thinking of a horror movie or something yeah but because she's just a nasty old woman yeah i mean when she first appeared i mean honestly i didn't remember because i mean i didn't remember a few things here and there i mean i saw this at the movies and uh, when she started to say about the dog and this and that, I was like, oh, how very Wizard of Oz of you. It's like, it was like, I don't know, I, I rolled my eyes as hard as I could. So you didn't like the homage? 
No. Because there's homage to other movies here. This is a Christmas time movie. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. There was It's a Wonderful Life in here played. The mother was watching. Yeah. And there was also, I don't know if you picked this up, on TV was Invasion of the Body Snatchers I, in black and white. I don't know if you've ever seen no, it. No, I haven't. But, you know, that's people coming out of cocoons. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. I, I did see Clark Gable Aliens. at some point, but I don't know what movie that was. Right. So once Billy knows what's going on, you know, there's an uncovering moment in this movie. And all these things are whew, demonic in a way, you could say. They're yeah. evil. They want to kill. <laughs> yeah. They laugh a lot. They're very snarky, you want to say. Like, they like hurting people and laugh about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are bad. I thought some of the laughing got annoying to me because it's nonstop. So, this leader, Stripe, he's in command of these things. Like I said, there's about six or seven, and then the one at the school, too. But there comes a little turning point in here, Phantom. When Stripe and some of the other ones are doing some inflicting some pain and damage on people and Billy is after Stripe and Stripe jumps into a pool and makes a cacophony of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you have to guess that if a mugwai gets wet, more mugwai will be produced. But if a gremlin gets wet, then it's all gremlins already. All of them had very similar appearances. They did some things I wasn't too happy with some of the looks of. They tried to, like, imitate certain characters and stuff. Some of them smoked. Some of them wore a mask. Some of them do aerobics. Yeah, like, there's this one scene in a bar. And they're just sitting around drinking, smoking, throwing dishes and stuff. Yeah, and I'm going to guess that they are people-sized because the tables <laughs> at the bar were perfect for them. Yeah, it's funny you saying that because, you know, you're on a bar stool in a bar, you know, you lift up. But you just got to go with it. I mean, you know, you're talking about little puppety things, so. Yeah, animatronics all right. Them. We have a skaboodle of these things. They're creating chaos in this little town here. There is some deaths. They're not showing them. Somebody will go to room and see somebody laying there. Things like that. Yeah, or you see a person like flying out a window, but you don't see the aftermath. I will say they do show some gooey, ooey parts when the mother's taking care of a couple of them, like she puts one in a microwave, for example. Yeah, and another one in a kind of a blender that was an invention uh, that the father did. But, and yeah, the blood is green. And I suspect, I don't know for sure, but I suspect that the blood was green so it wouldn't look that gruesome because if you put that in a movie, then it cannot really? be PG. Really? so? I would just assume to denote that it was the gremlin. Probably, yeah. I mean, probably. But if that blood had been red, there's no way it could have been PG. All right. We get a big showdown here and we will leave it at that. Yeah. Were you scared at all in this, Lady Phantom? 
No. I, re I mean, I remember watching this movie at the movie theater. I thought, I mean, I was 10. I thought the things were funny. I was like completely besotted with Gizmo. I thought he was the cutest thing ever. And uh, for some reason, the one thing that stuck with me was what the girl says that happened to her dad, the Santa Claus thing, which I thought it was it's funny because Joe Dante fought for this uh, little monologue to stay in the movie because the, the people, be, let, let's say the producers and everything, they didn't know or the studio if it was supposed to be funny or sad. And personally, I don't see how they, anybody could have thought that that was funny because it is gruesome and it is horrible and it stuck with me. But I was never scared, no. Yeah, I wouldn't even call any really tense scenes. And there's scenes when people are like walking around because the gremlin's running around and you're seeing shadows and stuff like that. Uh -huh. They tried to play it up to a level of scare. You can see that all over it. But these things look so fake, I think it really hurt. I me. think the only scenes were... I could have been concerned, let's say, are the ones where the mother was involved because her acting was really good. Yeah, I would say that because when Billy's getting attacked, I mean, this little gremlin dude's throwing saw blades at him. And he <laughs> and merely like blinks. This. Right. I mean, the mother, like, I actually laughed like twice because, I mean, her faces were wonderful. Like, there's a face she makes because of one of the inventions of, of her husband. And I was like, yeah, I feel you, woman. And another one where she's really, really scared of the gremlins. And you could tell. I mean, her acting was really good. But I honestly, I think she was the only one in this movie. Like, the rest of the, the acting. I the father, too. He it, didn't have he any tense roles. There. Right. He's in it a good 15, yeah, 20 minutes Yeah, he was barely there, I think. The Chinese man, I was okay with him. I mean, it, How he was fine. How about Billy's girlfriend? Oh, the Phoebe Cates that everybody was in love with at that time. Was everybody? I don't yeah, remember. Like that, there, like, this is my age movie. I don't remember. No, everybody. I know, but yeah, she, she was, was a like, cute girl. But it was because of another movie, one of the, one in which she appears on a bikini. But I don't remember the movie. But anyway, I thought she was okay, but at best okay. And then one other thing about the story. We do have a little love interest thing. Yeah. It comes into play at wrong parts, of course. Of co typical. But, you know, you got to go with that. All right. A few technicals before we get to the 4K quality grading scale stuff. Practicals, Lady Phantom. Where are you at on this movie? I remembered it being a lot better than it actually is. But... All the gremlins, all the, the mogwai, it's all animatronics. And yes, they look fake, but not that much. I, I thought they worked for the Did most just part. See, I think none of them worked because of that animatronic and they look like stuffed animals. Well, me. yeah, the mogwai do. The gremlins, I think, were a little bit better. But, I mean, of the out of the Mogwai, I think Gizmo was okay. And I think people could be confused and maybe even think, and maybe there was some there. I don't know. But 
some of them were very puppety too. Yeah, and that goes to the, as you said, the the puppetry because, or the people that were handling the animatronics. I don't know because yeah, some of the Mogwai, especially, they do look puppety and not natural. Mm-hmm. Even when they're going to close ups and they're moving their eyes and like flashing their eyebrows and yeah. stuff like that. I it's mean, just, these people should have taken a lesson out of Jim Henson. And they I did mean, like, this. I don't know. This is like probably the third time I've seen this movie is they did some sneakery. I'm going to call it in this. Anytime somebody was picking up gizmo, they did a real quick cut to like his side and back. Mm-hmm. Did you pick that up? It happens yeah. a good five times in this movie. And it was very apparent studying this to give it an accurate rating, how they did that and like almost blatantly not to show you how fake it was to try to convince you this thing is moving. But no, it's like in movies when they pick up a baby that ain't really a baby. It's that feel. Mm-hmm. yeah you know and it happened several times yeah all right yeah i'm not too impressed and i mean you know we're going back whew, almost 40 years now for the time i don't remember as a teenager what i thought et came out around the same time right before yeah like before uh, like a year before that or two. was so much better than this to me i mean it looked real yeah yeah, I mean, I've never personally, I think I've said it before, I've never liked E.T., but E.T. himself was great. I mean, the, the, I mean, right. you believed he was alive. And, you know, there's been other little creature movies like this. And, you know, I mean, probably for the time, it probably was very serviceable. Let's put it that way. It, it was probably better than most but now watching it, it really hurts me. Yeah, I, I, I don't think this movie holds. No, I, I, I really don't, don't. And you know what? I should have known because I mean, it was a movie that I watched at the movie theater. Actually, I enjoyed it, but then again, I was ten years old. Uh, but I never felt inclined to get it, to buy it, even though I have always been pretty much obsessed with collecting movies i never felt like getting this one ever okay let's talk a little bit about the story on a whole here the one problem in the phantom and i both said this and we've said it before too is don't feed the mogwai after midnight well what does that mean it's always (laughs) after midnight (laughs) exactly do you mean midnight to four midnight to six how about where you are in the country like it's what it's midnight? like it's almost like fake like what are you talking about and i yeah. know you can't take this movie super serious it is in the fantasy genre so yeah, you gotta but- let things go it's like they couldn't think of another good thing not to do and they came up with this and say okay let's just say because the water makes sense the light makes sense and this they needed one more thing that turns them into gremlins and like they had no other ideas and okay let's just go with this even though it really don't make sense yeah i mean what about when it's the change to daylight saving time 
Then it like, just don't after been, midnight. I mean, no. well, when does it stop? Does it stop at four in the morning? Six, eight, twelve? I mean, that just. Don't I mean, make three sense. p.m. is after midnight. So okay, whatever. The story on the whole, Phantom. Did you like how it started and what happened? And stuff? <sighs> I thought. I mean, they they needed something, right, to to make these little monsters attack and everything, but. I have a really bad problem with the writing in this movie. Yeah, so do I. It just doesn't make sense. Like, and it has things that I mean, it's not that that times have changed, but it's like okay, you have the the evil character in the movie. Of course, is an old woman who never got married, and that is just such a big cliche and dumb. And then you have. Um, at some point where Billy and the little boy are together, they say, like, they go through changes or something. And the little boy goes, like my mother. Really? I mean, yeah. did, could, couldn't you really come with stood something? out here. I don't think as a kid you'd probably pick no, that up. No, no, you would never. But it's such an adult line be, yeah and do you have to be so disrespectful and yeah it's actually disgusting really it is i mean and a kid would never say that it's so i mean the writing is so blatantly bad in this movie i mean chris columbus did get better kind of but this is just not good it, it's yeah not i have a whole whatsoever. problem with the screenplay just You'd like to know where these things come from. You'd never have any idea. Why are they turning? You never. They're just feeding you what's going to happen when this happens, and that's it with no explanation. You know, it just is, basically. Yeah. Just, just believe everything a character says because exactly. there's nothing else to think about and discuss. It's just that's it. That's why it happened. Yeah, and believe me, I mean, you know how much I like fantasy. And, I mean, I am capable of suspending my disbelief at all. Like, I, I, I really find it easy. But you have to help me. You cannot do stuff like that and then do something illogical in the universe that you have created and ask me to believe you. Like, no, no. And then, for example... This guy, Billy, let's place him between the ages of 18 and 20, which he has to be because he's a teller at a bank. I mean, he's not a kid. He acts, I swear, like he's a stupid little boy. And I don't mean that little boys are stupid. It's not that. But are you really that immature? I mean, like when, when the girl is just telling him, you know what? I don't like Christmas. But what isn't there to like about Christmas? I thought everyone was happy at Christmas. <laughs> really? Did you really think that you're 20 years old? It's the writing, Phantom. It it's isn't the character. It's bad writing. Yeah, and, and the problem acting. with the characters because he didn't come off as immature at all in the beginning of the movie. No. He's got a job. He's got a car. You know, he appreciated his gift. Uh-huh. You know, he still likes comics and things like that. But I mean, then he so takes his dog to work and, and leashes him. It's almost like a coming of age movie, too, because it's like, did this kid ever date before? You don't know uh -huh. because he's so shy around this girl. Yeah. 
But then, I mean, he takes his dog to work, and that is just an excuse for the evil, the, the wicked witch of the West yeah, to go I, and, I and, totally. and talk about the dog and how she's going to do horrible things to the dog, and then the dog attacks. Yeah. And it's just um, like, oh, my God. Like, at, I think at the, the, the bad problem here is that at this time, not many people understood. Some did, thankfully. But not many people understood that a movie for children didn't need to be stupid. It, it didn't need to be childish, you know, because kids understand and they can get into situations if you let them. And the proof is a little later, they did The Goonies. And it was a very good movie. I mean, it, it's not like it was an adult. I mean, it was a nice adventure. And it, but this, this is just childish and dumb. I think a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for this movie. Oh, yeah. I very rarely heard anybody criticize this. We might be the two biggest ones that I've ever heard here. And, you know, it's supposed to be a fun, lighthearted, you know, popcorn style movie. Take it as you go. Watch the little creatures and stuff like that. But I did not have fun with this movie. I've never had fun with this movie. I didn't when I was a teenager. I didn't the second viewing. And this was the worst viewing for me. Because yeah. I could really pick it apart. And I think I, I also it. have seen that that many times. Like when I was at the movies, I saw it there and I thought it was okay. I mean, I actually liked it. I was 10 years old and I thought Gizmo was adorable and, uh, of course, many things went right above my head. Like, I didn't just get anything. Years later, I rewatched it, and I was like, hmm, hmm. You know, like, I wasn't very happy with it. This time, I was divided between not being able to keep my eyes open and being bothered and rolling my eyes all the time. Okay, the rest of the technicals we're going to cover up in 4K, so stay tuned for that, even if you don't have 4K. But this is what Tony wanted to know, so let's get our ratings out, Lady Phantom. To me, this is a three and a void, and this is a Christmas-style movie. There is some Christmas music in it. There's some snow. There's some things that really revolve around Christmas. But I would never watch this at Christmas time or feel. any other time to me. No, it doesn't feel like a Christmas movie. I've just never really enjoyed this movie. And finally, when this movie came up as a request, I was like, oh, okay, I don't mind it from the last time. But this time, I really picked it apart and seen all the flaws. And I'm going by that three avoid. Yeah, I thought I was coming in higher. But I'm going to say four and avoid, mainly because, I mean, it does have some, some decent animatronics. I really enjoyed the acting of the mother. Billy, I don't know what happened to that actor. I mean, maybe he has done other things, but here I thought his acting was really, really deficient in general. And it has things that are, I mean, the wife... I mean, she knows that the inventions, she said, like, they work very well for two weeks and then they stop working and yet she keeps on using them, even though yeah, it's they all must. No. The first time, maybe. But exactly. after a hundred times, no. Uh-huh. I mean, and then Billy goes with this egg cracker thing, you know, and instead of taking a, an egg and cracking it with his own hands, because that's the way to go. No, he has to use the invention. And of course, he makes a mess. 
And you know what? No, this is stupid. So four and avoid. Okay, 4K disquality, Lady Phantom. True 4K here, taken from film. What say you? I say this is another big money grab. Oh, God, this is a huge This is something grab. that grain lovers are going to love. But it's There is a sheen bad. of grain in the whole movie, and it does get worse at times. Yes. But steadily throughout, I would call it a mild sheen. And it progressively gets worse in some action scenes and darker scenes, I would say. Absolutely. There wasn't a single scene where I could say, oh, look, there is detail. There is, like, I can see, I don't know, textures. No, no, not really. I would say there was two standout scenes if I had to narrow it down, Lady Mm -hmm. Phantom. And one, of course, is with an explosion. The screen really vibrantly got bright it was a really cool looking scene but it didn't and pop. that was yeah but that was definitely hdr because every other scene was very muted yeah maybe i could also point out to the scene where gizmo is having these little bolts come out of him and then they make a close-up on a on one of those furry little balls and yes you can see the texture of the i mean i actually thought oh look it has the texture of a stuffed animal one of those like they are like wiry not even soft so i could pick that but there are not many scenes like that in general there's not much detail whatsoever right and the other scene was in the bar because it's red neon lights Uh it's very dim it's not popping i'm just saying it had a nice appeal it was nicer than what i've seen before Mm -hmm. it just had a pleasant wider color gamut richer colors there but outside of that the detail is not there this was made in the 80s it still looks like it's in the 80s i see no extra detail in facial movements and whiskers than on blu-ray or even dvd i mean it's going to be a little bit more colorful than dvd because dvds just look washed out Mm-hmm. typically yeah but this movie looked washed out too at times lady phantom yeah just the colors were very drab yeah even and- the white snow wasn't white white <laughs> yeah that's it right just had little tinges and this movie is actually darker than a blu-ray yeah because of the contrast and everything so 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 i'm not saying there was any black crush no it was just a darker picture and didn't have that luminance of you know just normal screens which is funny because the dark levels were not that good right yeah nothing ever went true black in this yeah i mean the the, and and the it was full screen which was funny because i was looking for the letterbox things but there are there's no such thing in this movie it it was like full screen Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh yeah i couldn't catch any real blacks or anything or real whites some color gamut definitely but i mean if anything the 4k just helped to make the the gremlins look more fake And I want you to talk about the scene when it's a wide angle and there's like 30 of them coming on like a (laughs) cement road. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, they they show this scene that was made with um, stop motion. Oh my goodness, it was bad. And 4K <laughs> highlighted really that more bad. than what you would have seen before. Yeah, you could see the little things move, stop, move, stop, move, stop. And gee, I mean, you can tolerate that in some kind of movie because why not, you know? But here, it, it just looked really bad. I agree. Okay, sound is DTS 5.1. And I must say, from the previous Blu-ray releases, they haven't done anything with it. It wasn't DTS. It was like Dolby Digital 5.1, but they never remade it, reconverted it. Here's the biggest negative that I've seen. We're up over 100 movies reviewed. We get a constant, almost annoying uh, buzzing, buzzing or droning sound that actually comes through a lot of dialogue scenes. Yes. It's one of those sounds that you're constantly hearing, but you cannot place. Like imagine you were watching a movie and your refrigerator is constantly on with that kind of buzzing the refrigerator has right next to you. That's exactly the way it sounds. Right. It does get lost when there's action scenes. Uh-huh. But any time that the noise pipes down a little bit, you just hear this mild drone buzz. Yeah. It's like it was so poorly produced and it sounds like it came right from a VHS tape to me. Oh, my goodness, yes. You and know, the, it sounded like, you remember what a turntable used to sound like if it wasn't grounded, Lady uh -huh. Phantom? It had that bzzz. It's not that loud in this. It's just this low, continuous uh -huh. <laughs> it's a, It was annoying. I get more annoyed with little, little sounds. Yeah. Like, ask the Phantom when we're driving if I hear a little rattle. I'd rather hear clunk, clunk, clunk than just this little noise that comes in and out. Like, that drives me batty. And this happened in this movie the first time on a 4K disc. Yes. And then there are scenes where there's action and they are very loud. That's it. But loud doesn't mean that the sound is good yes yeah, surrounds might have piped off three times in this whole movie May noticeable. maybe like maybe right and it, that, you can <laughs> tell this is a totally dated movie they did no up sampling of voices no better stereo sound for this freaking track that we let off with in this movie that you actually like because you're singing it but I that like thing got annoying to me that track yeah it I've, sounds like circus music i forgot about that in the in the movie review and i will say this i do like the gremlins part that, 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 that. i mean i do like that but that's also because of cd that once i had but that's a, that's another story but oh my goodness the leitmotif with the with the gizmo thing they used it. Jerry Goldsmith did this music. He used it all the time. And it is so annoying at some point. It's like, dude, can't you use any other motif for that? Yeah. Really? It, it's not as bad as Star Wars. Uh-huh. But it's close. Oh, my because goodness, Because they yes. did change up some notes at different times. Well, it's yeah. the same chorus or whatever melody it's the same melody but they're changing instruments and they 
fluctuate the speed and of tempo, it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, stuff like that. So it wasn't as bad as Star Wars, but it's close. Because I didn't like that. The Star Wars theme, I didn't mind. This, I did. Yeah, and it's that, that thing that the, the part that Gizmo kind of sings at the beginning, that's the first time you hear it. And then throughout the movie, you hear it all the time. Now, the gremlin part, that's a part I like. It's not so prevalent. They don't repeat it so much. Oh, but okay. they also repeat it a lot. What special features do we have on this slip cover edition? And this, like we said, this is totally a money grab, but what special features on this? Over 10 minutes of footage not seen in theaters, making a featurette, two commentaries on 4K and Blu-ray, which are with the director, Joe Dante, Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Dick Miller, and Howie Mandel. Oh, yeah, that's right. Howie Mandel was Gizmo. Didn't remember. Director Joe Dante, producer Michael Finnell, and special effects artist Chris Wallace. That's the, the second commentary. Photo, storyboard gallery, and theatrical trailers. Okay, Tony, this is what you wanted to know. And for everybody else out there listening in podcast land, total money grab. Keep what you have. If you like this movie, I don't care if you got it on DVD, Blue. I don't care if you got it on VHS. This movie is not worth it whatsoever. Save your money. Not worth it at all. F plus unworthy. It's not the worst disc I've seen, but it's in the bottom 10 that I've seen. It is pretty lackluster and disheartening and I'm ticked off because this one was a good 20, 24 bucks. What do you got, Phantom? F. Like it's it's really bad. I don't I didn't like it at all as a 4K. So that's that that's all I got. That's all you got? Nothing yeah. else to speak of? No, only it's it's really disappointing that they make such a fuzz because this is the, what, 35th yes. anniversary edition of the movie and they should be ashamed of themselves. I totally this shows, agree. Like this movie right here shows how little respect these studios have for their fans. I totally agree, Lady Phantom. You've been listening to another bonus episode here on Movies in 4K. We pump them out and get them reviews out to you. I'm Bill Shetty. The co-host was Lady Phantom. And if you have your own movie request you'd like us cover, just go to that guest book on BillShetty.com. For us, we will catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Movies in 4K.